0: Side Hustle Show 98 from $100 to $30,000 in nine months. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show, where aspiring part-time entrepreneurs learn how to turn their side hustle dreams into reality, because your nine to five may make you a living, but your five to nine makes you alive. And now your host, Nick Loper. What's happening everybody? Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show. This is episode 98. We're closing in on triple digits and this one is all about John Corcoran's journey from $100 in side hustle revenue to $30,000 over the course of nine months. Now, If you've heard John on other podcasts. He's he's been he's been around the, the podcast circle a little bit. You know he's always gonna bring the goods. But today we're diving a little bit more into the business side of building and selling his course and also serving as an affiliate for high high dollar affiliate products rather than the the networking that he's he's probably best known for. Anyways all my notes and highlights from this car Call are available uh, to you absolutely free at nation.com slash 98 or through the link in the episode description of your podcast player app. Couple news and updates before we get into it. The uh, the Side Hustle Show was nominated for Best Business Podcast at the 10th Annual Podcast Awards. This is like the Grammys or this is like the Oscars for for podcasters. This is this is big time. And to see the the little old Side Hustle Show right up there next to to you know Smart Passive Income, next to Startup, next to Dave Ramsey, the Freakonomics guys it's uh, it's just flattering and, and it's crazy, and it would not have happened without your support so I don't, I don't know how many nominations it took to make that short list, but I am you know just very very grateful you, you are awesome. thank you so much for doing that now of course, the next stage is to vote to vote for the winner so if you go to podcastawards.com, you can cast your vote for whoever you think should win I understand I'm up against some very very stiff competition so only vote for the show if you do think it's worthy worthy and if you and if you do you can, <laughs> if you do think it's worthy you can vote every 24 hours from now until March 24th and the winners will be announced uh, at New Media Expo next month uh, so that's podcastawards.com and, uh, and vote for the side hustle show. And, uh, speaking of new media expo, if you are attending, definitely let me know, uh, send me an email or something, Nick at side hustle nation.com. And, um, we'll be sure to uh, be sure to meet up, be sure to plan something we can get together. Uh, also on March 24th, mark your calendars because John and I are, are co-hosting a webinar on how to cold email any VIP and, uh, and get a response. I guess any, anybody can cold email anybody and, you know, whether or not that gets deleted right away, that's, that's uh, kind of what separates the, the men from the boys in this case. And so if you need, if you need guests for your podcast, if you're trying to build a relationship with some influential person in your niche, or you're trying to pitch a, a guest post, whatever it may be, uh, John's got some really, really valuable stuff on on how to get that done, including, you know, his actual templates that he uh, that he uses to to do the same thing. So uh, you can reserve your spot for that uh, at connectwithinfluence.com Nick, connectwithinfluence.com Nick. So exclusively for, for Side Hustle Nation listeners and subscribers. And with that, let's get on to the show.
1: Hey, John, welcome
0: to the Side Hustle Show.
1: Thank you, Nick. I'm, I'm honored to be here.
0: Well, I'm happy to have you everybody. John Corcoran blogs at SmartBusinessrevolution.com and he hosts the Smart Business Revolution podcast. You've probably seen his guest posts on The Art of Manliness, Smart Passive Income, The Huffington Post, and dozens of other places. So, John, you're like in my mind, you're known as the the networking guy, the connections guy. But there there was one post of yours recently that got my attention. And, and I think it would get anyone's attention. It was called From $100 to $8,500 in Six Months. You want to walk us through what happened over the course of that six months and, and what made the biggest impact on the bottom line?
1: Yeah, actually, the funny thing is I actually need to update that. Um, I'll probably retitle it from $100 to $30,000 in nine months. What? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I had a really good month in January. Whoa. <laughs> It's funny. It's amazing. If you chart how income can go up, particularly as your email subscribers go up, um, it's just dramatic how numbers can increase. And then they become the, the base, you know, the, the, as there's a guy named Tony Rooley who's helping me now. And he said that the high watermark becomes the baseline very quickly. And I think that's so true with on this online stuff. So you want me to get into how, like what I've done everything in the last like nine months or so?
0: yeah, I'm curious to to hear so, so this is a this is a platform that's been that's been built for for much longer than that. But curious kind of what you know what accelerated the the income from it just just recently in the past nine months or so?
1: Well, there's a couple of things. Um, I think guest posting is a huge part of about part of it. Um growing my email list is a huge part of it. Developing my own course is a huge part of it. Um, And really zeroing in on really narrowing my focus and being really crystal clear on what my focus was. So I've been blogging for as long as longer than blogging has been around, I guess. (laughs) I've been writing for the web since before blogging has been around. I mean, I I remember writing something back in 1997, I think, for like an e-zine, which would be like a blog today. Okay, wow. Um, so it's been quite a while. and um, off and on, like not always aggressively, I got more into it around 2007, I think I want to think 2007, 2008. And my blog went by a different name then. It was really unfocused. And I'm a practicing lawyer. And so I wrote about legal topics, which I found were boring as crap and people (laughs) weren't interested in, you know, there wasn't any community that was going to gather around that. Like it was, there would search engine traffic would come in. People would read about the narrow legal issue that they needed to read about. And then they'd be gone. It it wasn't any way of creating a larger community, which I, which is what I wanted. And, and so I, I shifted the focus. I rebranded it. I started calling it smart business revolution. This is about two and a half years ago, maybe three years ago, and um, I started focusing, I, I figured I liked working with entrepreneurs. I was working mostly with small business owners and entrepreneurs, so I should just talk about that, and I'd also talk about my journey as an entrepreneur, so I started doing that, and then I found that was too broad as well. I was talking too much about too many different things, and so I had my friend Antonio Centino, who runs a blog called Real Men Real Style, excellent blog. Um, he and I were in a mastermind group at the time and he kept on saying, John, you're so good at developing relationships with people. You should really start focusing in on that and he just kept on saying it. And finally, uh, I finally, you know, when enough people tell you something, you got to listen to them. So then I started focusing in on that and that really helped my growth. And then the other, you know, the p- other piece is definitely guest posting as much as possible. That got my name out there, started building my reputation and started building my email list.
0: Okay. Is that the focus of the podcast now, kind of on networking and and building connections?
1: Yeah, I don't, you know, so many people get hung up on the word networking, so I usually don't call it that. But it's funny because, you know, people will say like, oh, I hate networking. But, you know, I really like building relationships with people. Right, right, right. Okay, what does that mean exactly? So I just try to avoid the word usually. So. Um, but yeah, I mean, I talk about building relationships and in, build in, in business. And I on the, like on the podcast, I, I profile uh, one relationship building experts, connection, connection experts who've got a variety of experiences and how they build relationships and how they use that to support their business and grow their revenue, increase their income. Um, and I also in, interview like business book authors and I interview successful entrepreneurs who've got great stories about how they built their way up um, as an entrepreneur. And, and it, I mean, almost every entrepreneur can point to a series of relationships that led to their success. I mean, even Sir Richard Branson has said that you really need to be out there building relationships, making connections, and that's crucial to your success. And this is someone who's a multi-billionaire. So don't just take my word for it. Take Richard Branson's word for it.
0: Yeah. And on top of that, it's just, it's fun. I mean, like for me, that's one of the the biggest highlights of, of running the podcast is an excuse to talk to awesome people and all of a sudden, you know, become part of their of their circle. I think that's, I don't know, that's one one of the cool things about podcasting. So for for years and years and years, I was running the affiliate business and it was very much like a, a one-man show. I didn't have much reason to to network, or at least I didn't see much reason to network with anybody else or, or kind of connect with, so I was just kind of head down doing my own thing. And, you know, that probably... That probably stunted the the growth in the long term because you, when you're so singularly focused, like maybe you miss you miss other opportunities or you miss the the chance to you know make other introductions. And so, kind of in the transition to like to the the side hustle nation is very much it's all about relationships. It's about you know how can how can you help other people? How can they help you? And it just kind of is a, a perpetual motion machine once you get it going.
1: Yeah, and you know. Throughout my career, I've recognized the importance of relationships. I mean, I've, ha- I've been so fortunate to have some amazing experiences. Um, you know, I-, I came from a humble middle class family. My dad got laid off a bunch of times as a kid, three different times where we were really struggling for a number of months. And that really uh, experienced who I am today, it- it influenced who I am today. Um, and I realized the importance of having a strong network so that if something does happen to you, if you need to call someone up and say, can you give me a job? Can you help me out? You have that network available to you. And so that's that's really important to me. And I always did it throughout my career. And I mean, I I had some amazing experiences at 23 years old. I was a writer in the Clinton White House at uh, 20 years old. I was working for Steven Spielberg, Jeffrey Katzenberg and David Geffen at DreamWorks. I was an early employee there. Um, I've also been a speechwriter to the governor of California. I've worked in Silicon Valley, heart of Silicon Valley. So I've had these amazing experiences. Uh, In spite of my humble beginnings. And so I always tell people that because you can achieve an amazing amount if you focus on relationship building. And then when it came to the online stuff, I realized about uh, in conjunction with the rebranding and everything, I realized about three years ago. And this is in part thanks to Charlie Gilkey over at Productive Flourishing, who I took a course from, is that I didn't have the network within the online community that I had built in other industries. And so once I started putting effort into that, then things really started to flourish. And I went off to New Media Expo where I met a bunch of people, including Antonio and other people helped in my growth. And I formed a mastermind group and all that kind of stuff. And so there's so many different opportunities and, and growth that comes from immersing yourself in a community and building relationships with people. Um, it's just absolutely crucial. And, and, you know, building an audience, putting my course together every step of the way has, you know, those relationships have been instrumental in helping me to get to the next step.
0: And so it's fitting that the that the course is kind of teaching your your methods and your secrets for for making these meaningful connections.
1: Right, absolutely. And it's but it's based on my background and experience. It's not, you know, it's not just like, you know, oh, go comment on someone's blog and you'll build a relationship with them. It's really based on my experience throughout my career, uh, you know, and these—it's amazing how similar these tools are. I mean, the tools we're using today, although we have different tools, we have a lot of social media. You know, a lot of the things that we do are really applying things that have worked for generations to new digital media. But people are confused by how to apply those tools, and they have a lot of questions, and they're not sure, and 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 it can be confusing. And you do things in your digital life, or you do things online that you wouldn't do offline. Or you do things offline that you don't realize you should be doing online, you know, with building relationships. So, what I try and do is show people how to take those great skills that a lot of people recognize in the offline world and apply them to the new world online with digital tools.
0: Okay. And so, how long after the, the rebrand did, did you put this thing together?
1: Oh, wow. It, it was a while, uh, probably two years. Okay, a year, so two year and a half, two years, or
0: and was this your first paid product?
1: No, it wasn't. I had a couple awful before that. <laughs> awful well, what, what were before. what were those? Oh man, really? You're gonna go there? So <laughs> one one was related to uh, when I was focusing on legal topics. And it was, uh, home foreclosures was a really, but I've never talked about this on a podcast. Nick, you're getting it out of me. <laughs> We're
0: going deep. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I created like an ebook that was hardly, I don't even remember what I charged for it. Maybe 19 bucks or something like that. Put a ton of effort into it and created, uh, a, a guide about, um, like home foreclosures. Cause at the time I'd written a couple blog posts on the topic and it was a huge issue. It was like 2008, 2009. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of search engine traffic that was coming to me. So, you know, I did the smart thing, which was creating a product that would serve that community. And it, I mean, I did a horrible... I mean, it was it was an okay ebook, but I didn't know what I was doing. And, you know, set up like a basic sales page and, you know, that looked awful. And I sold a few copies, not very much. Um, but I put, you know, I did it all wrong basically. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, let's, let's kind of
0: I- expand on that. Those, those lessons learned to, to, the, the connect with influencers. So what, in, knowing from those mistakes, what was, uh, what was top of mind for, for building this thing?
1: Great question. Okay, so a number of different things. One is I created the product before I created the audience. I didn't have any audience, really. I created a product and then for, I it. For the like, real estate one. Yeah, I didn't really have an audience to sell it to, except for the search engine traffic, traffic which was running through my site. And they're,
0: they're kind of coming in cold, so they're not necessarily yeah. primed to, to right. buy from you.
1: Right. I mean, I had a couple blog posts on the topic that were doing pretty well, and then at the bottom I would like link to it. Um, so I think I got a few people who, who bought it that way. Okay. Um, but it wasn't a great audience to go after. These were people who were probably losing their home or in danger of losing their home. So they didn't have a lot of money. Right. So that's not a great audience to go after. I didn't do anything to determine what the content should be. I didn't like survey anyone. I didn't talk to anyone. I mean, I was advising some legal clients uh, about these topics. So I knew what their questions were. So I added that in But I didn't do any surveys. So, I mean, I I completely changed it when it came to developing Connect with Influencers. So Connect with Influencers, there's a couple of different things that I did differently. One is I actually ran it uh, as a live course, a couple of different webinars with a small group first um, before creating the digital product. So I like I had a small list at the time I announced it to my list um, and then I did a couple of webinars and then I surveyed people afterwards sometimes even sitting down like I went to lunch with one guy and just took <laughs> notes and asked him questions about the course what he liked and didn't like um, and and got different feedback and some of the feedback was that they wanted it to be a self paced video course of a higher quality they liked the content but they thought it could be higher quality. So that's why I went and created the video course. And it's funny because we bring our own perceptions to these, you know, products. I thought that people would rather have a live course with some live component. And I found that that wasn't exactly true. It was my own perception that people would want that. But what people wanted was a higher quality video course, which is what I ended up creating. And also, I changed the name. I mean, it was called Power Networking System initially. There's that that word again. That
0: sounds pretty, uh, pretty cheesy
1: there's that word again, networking, right? (laughs) And, um, and then I changed it from that to connect with influencers after doing some surveys of my list and figuring out what people actually, what they resonated with. So, you know, the language that I used to describe it on the sales page was heavily based on feedback that I got from people. Um, you know, so there's a lot of different things. And I, I've learned from a lot of different people. Um, you and I both belong to Fizzle. Um, I took Ramit Sethi's, uh, zero to launch was really helpful as well. Learning their methods, um, so I, I, and I learned from other people that I had relationships with who built other courses. I
0: should, I should clarify. I'm not, I'm not a fizzler, but I, I know of many. Oh, I thought fizzlers. you were. I know people keep trying to recruit me. So maybe I'll be, <laughs> in, there. I'll be in there soon. So, so, okay. so fizzle is a, is a entrepreneur, like kind of an online business community forum, um, you know, lots of training materials in there. They do an excellent job with it. And in fact, you can hear the, you can hear the guys, um, who built it talking on, on smart passive income, one of the recent episodes about, you know, running a membership site and everything all the effort that goes into it so
1: yeah and that's actually another example of of the importance of relationships i was in like the second wave of people to join that community about two and a half years ago and some of the relationships i built in there are, are incredible um in fact tony ruley who's working with me now uh brie brower who's uh, you know I, I connected with through through fizzle some some great relationships and friendships and um so it just goes to show you the importance of building those relationships
0: Did you know that roughly half of Side Hustle Nation hasn't started their side hustle yet? If that's you, I get it. Starting and building a business is tough. It takes more than just an idea. There are tons of moving parts, and it's a bit like trying to assemble your airplane in the middle of takeoff. Thankfully, our sponsor, Taylor Brands, is helping Side Hustle Show listeners make that leap and make it all a lot easier. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, making sure you have everything you need all in one place. Think of it like your behind-the-scenes partner for things like a n d s dot slash side hustle start your business journey today with the help of taylor brands when you're hiring it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire but what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates Well, now you can with our sponsor, Indeed. It's simple. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. The matching and hiring platform is trusted by over 3.5 million businesses worldwide to connect with great talent faster. And 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. um, you know, the, obviously, the the connections, building these relationships, and not only with other kind of peers in this space, but also with your with your subscribers. So you've you've invested some serious time in building, you know, building the blog audience, building the you know the this library of guest posts, all the, the the podcast archives, and all this stuff, kind of leading up to you know selling this product as as a as a premium thing. Did you? Did you also survey like what kind of content should I include? Like how long should this be? Um, is it is it all video format? Is some of it text? what's what's like the nuts and bolts of of uh, this kind of premium you know training product look like?
1: Yeah, so I definitely did a lot of surveys and and surveys can look like they can they can um there are different ways of gathering information from your audience. Right? and it is absolutely crucial to have a great relationship with your audience and to treat them with respect. So I take that very seriously. Um, and I try and put out really high quality content. Um, and as your list grows, you feel more pressure to do that. Like you get responses and you people say that they like something or didn't like it. And, and so you really feel like you, when you put something out, you, you gotta, it's gotta be good, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. And, um, so that's important. I mean, you there's a number of different ways you can get feedback from, from your audience and you can also get feedback if you don't have a large audience. And those are kind of two different things. But if you have an audience, I mean, I, I would do different webinars. So based on how many people register for a webinar, I'll figure out whether people resonate with the title of, of the content or the material that I'm going to be presenting. And then how many people show up, uh, you know, what kinds of comments and questions people have, how engaged they are, um, feedback afterwards, whether they liked it or not, the all those different things. I mean blog posts, whether people comment on a blog post, whether they email you afterwards, they ask you questions about it, can figure out whether whether people resonate with it. And then old-fashioned surveys. I mean, I definitely did surveys to my list. And then I have autoresponders in my email sequence as well that ask people questions or that drive people to a regular survey. So I've got a a survey that's constantly being updated as new people add add to my list. So I can go to that survey and look at what things my subscribers are struggling with, what sorts of issues they, they need help with. So I know pretty precisely what my audience looks like, what they're struggling with, what they could use help with. And then I integrate all that into the course.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. you can use you can even use their exact language like, hey, what's your what's Absolutely. your number one pain right now? And then it's like, OK, I can turn that turn that right around because other people probably are likely dealing with that same thing. Uh, yeah, that same thing, right. too. What about? Uh, do you mind saying like how many? How, how big was your list when, when you decided to launch this thing? Just for the sake of scale or or relativity.
1: Yeah, no no problem at all. So um, when I first started doing the um, the the uh, webinar based courses, which I did twice, uh, called Net, pa- Power Networking System, my list was probably I want to say. Um, probably under a thousand or around a thousand, maybe 800 or something like that. Okay. And then when I decided to make it into a video course, which was three or four months later, I think I'd hit about 2000. Um, and now I'm around 10,000.
0: Okay. And then what was the, what was the initial response from that? From that? Hey, I'm launching this video course. Um, this is the price by now. (laughs)
1: Um, I was overwhelmed. Well, um, I didn't actually sell, sell it that way, and I still haven't. Uh, I haven't even launched a Jeff Walker style. Okay, this is good. This more. is
0: good. Let's talk about the sales process.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, um, I didn't. I don't believe in doing that. I don't believe in just launching it out to your list. I think that's a, a wasted opportunity. Um, what I, what my approach was, I I first well, first I did a pre-sale, so I did a webinar. Um, where I presented some information. And then at the end, I said, I'm going to be creating this course. It's not created yet. It's going to be done in about a month. If you'd like to sign out, you, can, you sign up, you can get a discount. And I discounted it by a couple hundred bucks. Um, and and you can sign up here. And I got like a handful of people who signed up at that price. But I got over like a thousand bucks. And so it was validation. It was like, hey, this is really cool. It's the first time I'd ever had something like that. Yeah, that's I I awesome. Pre- we
0: get pre-sale pre- dollars. People love yep. it if they're opening oh, their wallet for something that doesn't even exist yet.
1: Exactly. And it wasn't really paying for my time, but it paid for like things I need to buy. Like it paid for buying a video camera and buying some lighting and buying some software to put the course together. And so I was just thrilled. I was like, wow, I got a thousand bucks. I haven't even created it yet. Um, and so that was, that was really cool. And then after I created it, then I just started doing webinars for my own list on different topics. And what I did was I compressed down the sales cycle to less than a week. So I could repeat, And iterate as much as possible over the course of the spring and the summer. This is all last year. Okay. So um, I would literally send out an email on Monday and Wednesday about a webinar on Wednesday. I'd have the webinar on Wednesday, open the cart, so to speak, saying that, you know, the course is open now. And then uh, send out follow-up emails like the replay Wednesday afternoon, another email on Thursday and, and Friday, and then close it Friday evening. And I did this for multiple times. Um, and each time I'd kind of test something, something else. You don't want to test too many different variables because then you can't tell what's, what's, uh, you know, leading to the larger conversions. But uh, I just did it over and over again to, to try and get better and, and figure out what people resonated with.
0: Okay. Let's talk about some of the, the technical stuff. Who, who, uh, what software are you using to host the webinars?
1: Google Hangout on air. Um, I started, I uh, Optimized Press for the course itself. And they, I kind of customized a Google Hangout on Air. Uh, I call it the live page, basically the page that people watch the webinar on. And then I used Chat Roll initially, which was 19 bucks a month, but eventually I found Chat Wing, which is free. You can embed a chat um, uh, feature underneath the uh, webinar pain so that people watch the video up above and the chat is down below.
0: Okay, cool. So you can embed that Google that live Google Hangout onto a page on your site and have the chat embedded underneath. Like if people want to ask questions.
1: It's amazing because you know not that long ago, GoToWebinar was the industry leader and you had to pay at least a hundred bucks per month. Yeah. Or maybe at least fifty bucks per month for this subscription, which is a substantial investment for people. Mm -hmm. And now you've got Google Hangout on Air, which if you can piece it together... And this is probably one of the most common questions I get right now about how I put together my webinar. So there's a lot of information out there, but I'll probably do my own blog post at some point showing how I put the pieces together because it's a little unintuitive when you put it together. But use a combination of your own email providers, a MailChimp or a Weber or whatever, and then use Google Hangout on Air, which is free. Use Chatwing, which is free. And then use some kind of uh, – you know, uh, software or, or, template for creating a webinar registration page and creating a thank you page and creating a, a page where people will watch it live. Um, now I use lead pages for all of those things, but initially I wasn't using lead pages.
0: And then once, once someone is on the inside, the, the videos are hosted on a, like kind of, are they password protected? How does that work?
1: Yeah. So I used Optimize Press to create the whole uh, the course, and it is yeah, it's password protected. Initially, people bought through PayPal. Now I've moved it over to ClickBank so that I can do affiliates, which we can get into talking about the affiliate process, which has been great. Um, but initially, I was I just did it like kind of bootstrapped through PayPal.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. You can, you can kind of piece it together with all these different things and maybe is not the most elegant thing, but I think it's perfectly functional. It's like the lean startup way to go. Just see and yeah. put it in, out there. And, and so is this a a product now that is still kind of dependent on the, this webinar sales cycle or is it kind of an, like the cart, the cart is always open if somebody found it and wanted to buy?
1: Cart is not always open. Um, it's, It's actually just through the webinars now. I just do the compressed. uh, And I, you know, some people, it's crazy. People will go and create a product and then they want to go to evergreen so quickly that and they haven't tested anything. So it's like, you know, you don't know what your conversions are going to be. So, yeah, you could make it evergreen if you wanted to piece that all together. And that's not easy to put together, by the way. It takes a a, you got to piece together a bunch of different pieces of software in order to make that work. Um, but, you know, you might convert a very small number. If you could triple or quadruple your, your conversion numbers before you make it evergreen, wouldn't you rather do that? So that's my attitude. So I, I feel like I'm still in the learning process. The other thing is I'm doing these joint venture webinars. So and also you have to have the scarcity issue. You know, I mean, if, if even if something's evergreen, I feel like you're not going to get anywhere near as many sales unless you're closing the cart. Um, and, but actually creating something that's evergreen and closes the cart is kind of complicated to do. So yeah, I'm, yeah. So,
0: yeah. So there's some, there's some urgency at play and we'll, and we'll, you know, host a webinar in a couple of weeks for, for Side Hustle Nation. We want to learn how to connect with influencers and stuff as well. So I'm, I'm curious to see how it, how it works, you know, from, from this angle too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. I, can, can I have a, can I just ask a, a question? You're you're an, you're an attorney. You have a, this law practice in in Marin County, which you know for non-California people has like a reputation for most BMWs per capita. Like it's a very wealthy. <laughs> and, it's a very wealthy profession in a very wealthy area. So I'm kind of curious, just like why you why the drive to to side hustle like this.
1: That's a great question and uh, I don't I, I, I get it from time to time. People are like, well, wait a second, you're an attorney. <laughs> you can charge a couple hundred bucks an hour. Why would you do this? And th- there's a number of reasons. Uh, 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 one is diversifying your income, right So I'm mostly dependent on the hour on uh, the billable hour and I don't like being entirely dependent on that. Uh, and I'm a small operation. so if I get sick or if I'm out of the office, then the income stops. So I wanted to be able to diversify my revenue to different types of sources. That would allow me to be more selective about which clients I work with. And so in many ways, that's been accomplished. I've been able to diversify my revenue. Uh, So that's a great thing. Um, You know, I want to be able to scale my income. So when you're a service professional like I am, even if you can charge a couple hundred dollars an hour, there's, there's a ceiling to what you can charge. There's only so many hours you can work in a week or a month. And there's only so much you can charge per hour that the market will bear. Um, I did a webinar yesterday, and it took me an hour to do the webinar, and this is this is actually one of my su- most successful webinars so far. But it took me an hour to do the webinar, and at the end of the hour, I had made three thousand dollars. And I don't wow. know. An, uh, there's no attorney in America that charges three thousand dollars an hour. There, there's hardly one that charges more than a thousand dollars an hour. Um, so the 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 tools that you can use that's your next blog online. post
0: the $3000 an hour attorney here's how i got it done
1: step by step, by step. <laughs> oh my gosh that's really, really cool right. yeah so so that's you know that's a big part of it another another big part of it and honestly this this is more personal for me is is you know when you're practicing law a lot of times you're um you're enabling people who are fighting or it's it's very acrimonious and the work that i do with my online work is um really fulfilling to me. I'm helping people with some fundamental things like how to grow their income by getting better at building relationships. And it's something that I didn't realize was a skill that I had. And once I realized it, it got very gratifying to help people with that and then to get the positive feedback that you get from it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, psychologically, it's just wonderfully fulfilling.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of yeah. I'm with you on that. Like the all of the touchy feely, fulfilling stuff. Yeah, we wouldn't we wouldn't do this stuff if it wasn't if it wasn't fun. If it didn't make us feel good. So, exactly. that's really good. And and you know, just the the relationships that allow you to you know to, to just to have this network of people that you that you know are gonna support you you know whether that's you know I'm launching a I'm launching a book would you mind reviewing my podcast so when I launched the podcast I like literally went through my I had an email list of eleven people I went through mm-hmm. my but like regardless if you have even if you have a list of zero like you have a much bigger network than I think you probably realize and like I, yeah. always, I always like to joke like whatever the average adult has two hundred thirty eight Facebook friends like that's two hundred thirty eight people. That at least care something about what you're what you're working on, but I yeah. literally went through my Gmail like letter by letter to see what email would pop up and would say, "Hey, uh, I just launched this uh, podcast. Uh, you don't even, you don't even have to listen to it, but every download helps me. Uh, you know, here's the link, and if you wouldn't mind leaving a review, thank you so much." And you just like with, without that to lean on that, you know, gave me that enough of a boost to get up into the new and noteworthy, and then things kind of started spinning. So. Lots Yeah. Of, lots
1: of yeah. I mean, stuff. that that gets to another point, which is, um, with tools like building an email list, building a blog, it allows you to continue developing relationships the way that you do one on one, but to start scaling those relationships, you know, it, and it gets more and more important to have these tools that you can communicate one to many, not one to one. You know, I mean, when I'm when I'm practicing law, it's really one to one, but if you can do things one to many, you can really start to scale your income, even if you charge less. I mean, I could charge a couple hundred dollars an hour for legal work, but I can sell a product at a lower price point and serve one to many and you can, I can end up bringing home a lot more money, you know? So, uh, it, it, it's all about being able to scale those relationships. So being able to, um, communicate with a larger group of people as your audience continues to grow.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's one of the coolest things about the podcast. Cause like from, from my perspective, it takes the exact same amount of effort to produce the show this year versus last year, except there is, you know, eight or 10 times more people listening to it this year. Like it's, right. I think that's really, really cool.
1: Yeah. And that's amazing. That's just an amazing impact, you know, same thing with, you know, managing an email list or managing a blog or anything like that.
0: Hey entrepreneurs, we know that anyone with a side hustle loves finding new ways to save. So if your business takes you on the road, sign up for a free membership with Hertz Business Rewards. Work trips, client meetings, industry conferences. With Hertz Business Rewards, you'll save at least 20% every time you rent a car, and you'll save on more than just the daily rate. Members earn credits redeemable towards free rental days. It's also free to add an additional driver if any additional co-workers come along. And for those Gen Z entrepreneurs out there, no young renter fees. Plus, sign up for Hertz Business Rewards today and earn three times credits during your first 90 days. So whether you're traveling for a side hustle or a main hustle, join for free at Hertz.com slash business rewards. Applies to base rate, taxes, fees, and options excluded. Additional terms and exclusions apply. Visit hertz.com slash business rewards to learn more. If you travel a lot for work or for vacation, you might be familiar with that feeling you get knowing you're leaving your space unused for long periods of time and uh, so I, I put a course out on you know how to how to rock your Kindle launch, how to rock your nonfiction launch, um, and I put it on Udemy because I'd had a couple guests on the show talking to me about uh, Udemy. Hey, there, here's a platform. It's just like Amazon. You know, there's there's five million verified students on here. You can you can reach a much bigger audience than than you ever could on your own. So you know why, with, with an email list of a thousand, when you launch, like why not go why not go bigger and try and get those five million from from you to me?
1: Yeah, that's interesting. Um, you know, in retrospect, I can see a lot of value to that. Like you could potentially create a course that's at a lower price point, and your the whole purpose is it to, of it is to to build an audience for yourself. Like I was talking to a guy recently who did that. <laughs> he hadn't made much money from. A particular course he'd done on Udemy, but he 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 sold like four thousand copies. But the thing is, Udemy discounts things frequently, from what I've heard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he hadn't made he'd made you know this was course of course like nine months or something he'd made I don't know like you know ten grand or twelve grand I forget exactly exactly what the numbers were. It wasn't a lot, you know, and uh, but you know it, it's building an audience so then he could sell subsequent products to those people who'd already bought his course, but um, I mean, I'm, I'm a big follower of Vermeet SETI over at I Will Teach You To Be Rich. I follow very closely what he does. And I saw that he was not watering down his products. He was selling them um, you know, in a limited capacity. They weren't open for anyone to buy, but he would open and close them at different times during the year. And he didn't sell anything on any of these big platforms. When you're on these big platforms, it's kind of more like a commodity. Like you can be – people compare you to other types of products in the same niche versus if you're selling it separately, then this, it's not being compared directly at least. Yeah. Um, you, and there's a higher perceived value, I think too.
0: Oh, well, I think so. I think so too. You have more, you have more, uh, you have more pricing power, right? Cause even if you, well, you, you can opt out of Udemy's, th- you know, Udemy's pricing promotions too, but a lot of okay. the sales do come through on their, on their coupon deals. Yeah. Um,
1: but there, I mean, there could be real value if that's your strategy, if that's your approach to having a lower priced product that you're just putting it in somewhere like that in order to grow your list, just in the same way that some people will put something up on Kindle for the purpose of growing their email list. And um, I haven't done either of those strategies, so I don't, I don't know how well that works. I've heard other people say that it can work really well. But what I wouldn't want to do is put a heck of a lot of effort into something, create like a course or a Kindle book for that matter. And have it, you know, fail to achieve either. Yeah, fail to achieve either revenue or grow the list. You know, and, and I figure like by doing it on my own platform, I've got control over it. That the actually the big big takeaway that I have kind of a revelation I've kind of had recently is I think there's huge value to creating a course that's not too expensive, maybe even like ninety seven, one eighty seven, or something like that. And then uh, building your email list through affiliates, doing like the joint venture webinars like I've been doing. We can talk about that. Um, and and then building your list and then using that to build your list and then later creating higher value courses after you've, you've done the the lower value ones. Because you're trying to get people into on your list and you're also trying to get buyers into your community.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, one thing you could do, you know, really simply is, you know, repurpose the the course content into a Kindle book just to test that,
1: test that platform. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, I mean but there's they, but they kind of developers.
0: cap the price at 2 or at 9.99, you know, or you right. I mean you could charge whatever you want, but like their their royalty structure kind of dictates that. Yeah. Um the next component of this, you know, of the, of the 8,500 from this blog post that apparently has turned into 30,000 since, since it was published, <laughs> uh, was in, uh, was in promoting other people's, uh, products as an affiliate, like other high ticket items as, um, as an affiliate. So is there a process that you like to use for that stuff?
1: Um, I'm kind of developing one. So the funny thing is I, I had done a little bit like affiliate marketing, like when I had like a hundred, 200 people on my email list. I don't know why <laughs> it was a waste of time. Okay, Like, a, I think I got excited about the idea of it and, and I would, you know, I had this, this basic, you know, small, not a big, small, yeah, kind of a small email list at the time. Well, I think with these, with these high
0: ticket items, you know, that that's, that's an opportunity or that's an avenue for people without a huge list
1: that's true that's true you make one or two sales and you're like you're thrilled you yeah. know i mean you yeah, can yeah, yeah. get a thousand dollar commission right wow uh, just, this shows you how much margin is built into some of these things oh, yeah absolutely you know i mean it's amazing like you get one sale and it's like a thousand bucks or 800 bucks or something um so you know a couple of things i started last year started doing more affiliate promotions I just do it for products that I believe in, people that I know, or I know it's really high quality products, um, and that would align with my audience, where I think that there's um, that they're going to have an, an interest in it. And my audience is kind of diverse. It's it's a mix of offline entrepreneurs, online entrepreneurs, and kind of entrepreneurs or people within an organization who want to get better at building relationships. Yeah. And so there are different types of products that might appeal to them. And I realize that not, you know, pro you know, very few products are gonna to appeal to everyone. Mm-hmm. They're probably just gonna to appeal to a small segment. So you gotta be okay with that. And some of my early efforts were not all that successful really. I mean like I did some joint venture webinars where I made, you know, a couple hundred bucks, like 300, 400, 500 bucks. Um, but I was kind of surprised that the, that it wasn't that successful, but it's steadily ramped up. I mean, if, if I look at the growth in my audience and, and the growth in my revenue, they are completely in parallel. Like they just continue to go together as the audience grows and the, uh, the revenue goes up. Um, the other thing is like, you know, the $30,000 month, a big chunk of that was, helping to promote Zero to Launch, which was Ramit at I Will Teach You to Be Rich mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. product on how to start an online business. And um, I'd taken that course. I was one of the first people to go through it. And um, I, I wrote that blog post that you saw from 100 to 8,500, um, in six months. And, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff that I learned from Ramit was directly applicable and directly helped me grow. So, and I recorded a couple of videos and did a couple of blog posts where I just told my story. I just said like, this is what's happened to me. And I think that really resonated with people. And I think that's why a lot of people bought through my affiliate link. Yeah. I also, to be
0: able to speak to it personally and, and have seen results from it.
1: Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Right. And, th- and then also another thing is, um, they don't have a lot of affiliates promoting it too. Um, like, like B-School launch is going on right now and there's a ton of affiliates for that. So, so if you're on a couple email lists, you're like getting used to yep, yep. receiving <laughs> these emails, you know? So there weren't a lot for zero to launch. Um, I think that made a big difference. I also included bonuses too, you know, I mean, it's which when you have a thousand dollar commission, you can include a lot of bonuses. So I hadn't really thought about this when I created my connect with influencers course, but I've used that as a bonus for a couple of higher ticket products. And it's nice to be able to have your own product that's valued at that you sell for a number, you know, a couple of hundred dollars, to say that that's a bonus on to, you know, onto this other product. I think that that sweetens the deal for people. Okay,
0: okay. No, that's that's an interesting way uh, way to go about it. Say, "Oh, I'm going to throw I'm going to throw this in if you if you buy through my link."
1: Yeah, absolutely. It it I think it definitely helps. I mean, I know I don't know if if it seals the deal for everyone. I think probably the personal experience and the, being able to demonstrate um, that you that you actually use the product that you're promoting and that it had an impact on you. I think that makes the biggest difference. Do
0: you stress out about you know, like, oh here here comes another pitch from John. you know what's what's he selling today?
1: Um not really. I mean, I, you know, I get a lot of unsubscribes no matter what I send. I mean, if I send, hey, guys, here's like in in December, <laughs> I, I had a promotion that I emailed out a couple of times. So I'm a big fan of Contactually Software, which is customer relationship management software, and I'm an affiliate for them. But I make hardly anything. It's like very little money. So I don't really do it for the money. But they had a promotion in December where anyone who signed up would get – for just a trial, without even entering their credit card, they'd get a free $10 Amazon gift card. Oh, and wow. I'd get a free Amazon $10, $10 oh, well, That's gift. good Christmas money. Exactly. That's what they said. It was like stocking stuffer money, okay. right? And so I emailed out a couple times to my list and a ton of people took advantage of it. I ended up getting about $1,000 in Amazon. Oh, that's awesome. Which is really cool, yeah. Um, but I mean, I had people. I mean, I got you know dozens of people unsubscribed every time I sent that out, and it's like pulling my hair out. I'm like, I am sending you an offer to get a free Amazon gift card. Yeah, I'm
0: sending you free money, and you're unsubscribing. Hmm.
1: I know. So you just got to be okay with you know it's it's going to happen. You know, the people are there's some people going to appeal to it, and there's some people who aren't. But I mean, with the with um, zero to launch, there were some people. I got emails from people, and this happens with a- anything I promote. I got some emails from people that were like, thank you so much for bringing that to my attention. This is just exactly what I'm looking for right now. It's like the perfect fit for me. I'm really glad you brought it to my attention. And I'm really glad that you shared your personal experience. So okay. um, you just got to be o- you know, be okay with the fact that you're not never going to appeal to 100% of your audience. And some people are going to be like, delete or unsubscribe. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And there's,
0: there's, that maybe is the vocal minority, like, stop sending me this stuff. I'm like, okay, you look, the, the button, the, the unsubscribe link is down at the bottom. You can get out at any time.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, okay, okay. Now that's, that's okay. And and I think it's the mentality, uh, like you said, hey, this, this is going to be helpful for someone. It may not be for everyone, but if it's helpful for you, you're, you know, if it hits you at the right time, then, then I have a, a maybe I have an obligation to bring it to your attention.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I and mean, that's how I feel, you know. Uh, and um, not everyone on your email list is right for you. You know, there, there are going to be some people that I, I'm the same way. Like I'll stay on someone's email list for a while and then I get frustrated with all the emails I'm getting and I'll unsubscribe and then I'll rejoin. And, you know, so I know that people, other people are the same way.
0: Yeah. no, I'm, yeah, it's, it's like, it's a, it's a learning curve. And, and, you know, for anyone who's on my list and is getting upset, like I've never done this before. Like I'm, I'm learning as I go just the same. So there's, yeah. there's always that. Um, John, thank you so much for joining me. Just a, a couple quick things before, before we wrap up, I was going to ask, you know, if you had to start over kind of going back to that three years with the rebrand uh, to smart business revolution, you, anything you would do differently to kind of accelerate things or, you know, are you happy with the timeline of how things have gone?
1: Oh, heck no. I wish it had gone a lot <laughs> faster and I wish I was a lot more advanced at this point. So no, I'm, I'm not happy at all. I mean, I'm constantly trying to get better um, and kicking myself for things I didn't do earlier. And I would do it completely different. Um, for example, I wouldn't start a blog or a podcast. Well, maybe a podcast because a podcast is a great way to build relationships with people. Excellent. I would do it if no one was paying attention, mm-hmm. if no one was listening. Um and, and you, But you have to be very, very careful about the pay, people that you choose to have on your podcast. Um, so the podcast maybe, but I would honestly not start a blog. I wouldn't worry about a blog. I'd probably buy a domain and I'd maybe say, like, this is coming soon. And then I'd start guest posting as much as I could and drive them back to some kind of freebie that was related to what my guest post was about that wanted to attract a certain type of audience. And I'd just build my list until I don't know how big. I mean, I, some, I wouldn't even start the blog until... Um, maybe until I had at least a 1,000 subscribers or more.
0: Okay, interesting.
1: Yeah, um, because the email list is so much more important than I ever really realized. And um, I'm even, I even look back now and I wonder if I should have started to create my Connect With Influencers course at 2,000 subscribers or if I should have waited later. Um, but I mean, I've heard other people say that they start at many fewer and then they use that as a tool to, to build their list. You know, you can, once you have a product created, you can use that as a tool for building your list. So, um, but that's what I would have done. I also wouldn't, you know, I mean, it's it's hard to know in retrospect, but I would have narrowed down my focus a lot more sooner. Um, You know, blogging just about entrepreneurship was too broad. Um, Zeroing it in on talking about relationship building, connecting in business, and using the world of digital tools in order to build those relationships, that was much more focused. And so when people... um, learn about me or they hop over to my blog, they know that it's not just a generic entrepreneurship blog. It's actually more, uh, there's more focus to it. And so I think people are more likely to stick around
0: definitely, okay that's that's an interesting one. I think I think all bloggers uh, can can relate to the idea of like, hey, don't don't spend that time blogging into a vacuum you know when you're starting out, and no one's paying attention. like just put up that coming soon page with the with the opt in offer and and focus your energy on writing great guest posts
1: ah, uh, so true. i I spent so little time guest posting for the first couple of years, just none basically. I mean, I just, just didn't guest post at all. Um, and then once I started focusing on it, it made such a huge impact. I mean, I you know, it made all the classic mistakes. I'd be filling around with different WordPress plugins <laughs> and appearance and stuff. And that, if you look at my blog now, it's still a total template blog uh, design. I, I use a generate theme from Copyblogger. Um, it's a Genesis child theme. Um, I've had all kinds of designers who tell me that I need to change it in a million different ways. Um, and maybe if I did, it, it probably would help. Um, but I'd probably have to spend a substantial amount of money in order to do that. And maybe I would achieve my goals faster. So maybe I'm wrong. But in spite of that, um, I think that, I think the more important, there are more important things you can focus on than design. I spent a lot of time tweaking design and I don't know that it made really that much of a difference.
0: Yeah. It looks like it's, it's mobile responsive. So I think that's modern enough. I think you're okay there.
1: There you go. I mean, my one of my goals this year is to redesign it. So hopefully that'll happen.
0: Cool, cool, cool. John, thank you so much for joining me, everyone. It's SmartBusinessRevolution.com. If um, if you want to be notified of the uh, the webinar that John and I will do about connecting with influencers, like how. Uh, like how we connected, I'm sure that's part of the part of the story on how to connect with uh, with influencers. Definitely sign up for the email list at signhustlenation.com. I'll let you know about it. And John, we'll wrap it up with your number one tip for uh, for Side Hustle Nation.
1: Number one tip, absolutely. Um, actually, we didn't even talk about this, but I'll say <laughs> um, creating what I call your conversations list. And So basically, your conversations list is a strategy I tell everyone to do, which is basically sitting down and writing out a list of the 50 people that you'd like to build a relationship over the course of the next 12 months. And it could be people you know already. It could be people that you don't know already, people that you really admire, that you'd like to connect with. And write down that list and then spend the next 12 months building a relationship with them. It could be exchanging messages on social media. It could be emailing them directly. It could be starting a podcast and interviewing them. You don't need to have a podcast to interview someone. You can interview someone and use it in many different ways for an article or blog post or something like that. But taking the time in advance, spending that literally should take you 15 minutes, could save 15 years of wasted effort uh, by focusing and really making you absolutely crystal clear on the types of people that you want to build relationships with that will support your goals and support your business and, and support your career going forward.
0: Well, that's an excellent one. We've had people say, uh, you know, build your network before, but no one has given that specific an action. So we really like that. John, thanks so much. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Nick. There you have it. Start building that conversations list the 50 people you'd like to build a relationship with over the next. 12 months. Who would be on your list? I'm trying to think who would be on my list. Um, If you like what John's doing want to learn more, I hope you'll join us on uh, March 24th for our exclusive webinar. Uh, It's connectwithinfluence.com slash Nick to reserve your spot, connectwithinfluence.com slash Nick. And uh, right after you register for that, be sure to jump over to podcastawards.com and cast your vote for the Side Hustle Show if you think it is the best business podcast. You can do it. You can do it from your phone. It'll take 30 seconds. And uh, and that's it. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for nominating the show. And thank you so much for voting. All the notes and highlights, uh, plus John's top tips from today's episode are available to you in a free downloadable PDF at sidehustlenation.com slash 98 or through the link in your podcast player app. Until next time, let's go out there and make something happen And I'll see you next week in episode 99. Hustle on. Thanks for listening to the Side Hustle Show at www.sidehustlenation.com.